Hello. My name is Bonnie Grace Gilday Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic consultant and healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests whom have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. There are certainly a lot of things happening in the world today that are consuming our energy. Thank you for choosing these few moments to focus on your own personal growth and spend some time with me today. I appreciate your support, and I ask that you please share this podcast with any person you believe can benefit from it. Today, I want to use this time to talk about an ism that many of us suffer from behind closed doors where we believe nobody can see us. I want to talk about perfectionism. I don't know when my own perfectionism had begun. I do know as a child, I did very well academically. For my effort, I was consistently rewarded for getting a perfect score on my tests. My teachers would announce the best grades in class and all of us with perfect scores would shine with pride. Sometimes we would even get candy as a reward. This acknowledgement and praise was so very different from the experiences I was having at home and did it ever feel good to be recognized. The tool of positive reinforcement from my educators worked very well. I appreciated being held in high esteem for my intelligence. Another way I was programmed to believe that every time you do something, you have to do your very best to be perfect was through sports. While I was growing up, when I wasn't in school, I was at the local park run by the Los Angeles County Parks and Recreation. I played on a powder puff baseball team for girls. I was the star player and the pitcher for the Cardinals. I could throw further than anyone on my team. I was the strongest, fastest pitcher in my age group, and my coach consistently held me up to be something special. Again, being seen as someone who was great fed my need to be appreciated and seen. I was a very fast runner, and my best friend got us so far and I would run most afternoons after school. We would race each other, running through other people's yards and jumping over their hedges. They hated us, and we loved competing with each other. Both of those places were places I could excel and feel good about myself. To this day, I continue to feel great about my own physical health and strength. 
Another way I have fed this desire to be perfect and seen as someone special is my ability to create the life I want. I have and I continue to create my professional and personal dreams. My goals seem ridiculous and outrageous when I set them and I inevitably get to celebrate myself each time I surpass those goals. I love feeling good about myself and my life. My life is perfect for me. It is not perfect for others, but it is perfect for me. Until just a couple of years ago, the reason I went toward goals was to prove that I was good enough. There was always this message driven by my shadow that said, you are a failure. You are not good enough. You'd better be perfect or people will see just how wrong and how bad you are. The idea that I would do less than I could in each moment of life was totally and completely unreasonable and unacceptable to me. Clearly, my self-loathing created the anxiety that motivated me to spend each moment trying to be perfect. I know I'm not the only one. Many people suffer from a need to appear to be perfect so others won't see the cracks. I continue to grow, expand, and nurture myself in ways that allow me to not only be imperfect, but to celebrate myself for no longer trying to be anything other than who and what I am. Because people, that's a lot. I am a lot, and I love being a lot. Sometimes when I've worked through something and I feel like I've left it behind, the universe gives me a big experience to remind me of how important it is to remember, embrace, and experience gratitude for such growth. Here's why I'm finding the topic of perfectionism important today. I live in and I work in a space in which difficult experiences have become normalized and I go unfazed by things that would be overwhelming for most people. I understand this. I embrace it and it feeds my Scorpio soul to experience that kind of intensity on a regular basis. But this last week I had an experience that was so sad and heartbreaking with a client that when the session was over, I found myself crying. I was crying because I know how common and painful her experience is. I work with this client and she's wonderful. She's in her mid-20s. She lives in a small city that has a lot of fun things to do and places for her to go. She loves living there. She's employed by a company that she likes and she does freelance work on the side. She's kind, sweet, sensitive, healthy, intelligent, and she provides for all her own needs through her job. And that job's creative and fun and rewarding. She's drop dead beautiful and she's a really positive person. And I love working with her because she is so young and she has such a bright future ahead of her. I'm honored to have the opportunity to spend time with her talking, processing experiences, expanding her spirituality, and educating her a bit with the years of wisdom I've gathered as a woman. There are also some other things about her. This amazing human being grew up in a home with a parent who's mentally ill and an alcoholic. My client, though high functioning most of the time, does suffer from PTSD. The lack of stability in her life growing up, the emotional roller coaster of her mentally ill alcoholic parent, 
her supporting her other parent who confided his own frustrations about his partner to her when she was a child, the complete lack of guidance, emotional protection, and peace has created an emotional instability for her, and she works on herself consistently. But the other night while we were talking, she told me that except for work and a few other brief experiences, she'd been suffering with a lot of symptoms of depression, especially crying. It caught my attention because we discussed her seeing a doctor and getting on antidepressants a few months back. She refused at the time. She stated she would utilize some tools and work to feel better. At the time of that experience, I discussed with her that I could not continue to work with her if she didn't take care of her mental health. We both agreed if she didn't get to feeling better or if it happened again, she would call her doctor and get an antidepressant. She did begin feeling better and the symptoms of her depression somewhat subsided at that time. The conversation I had with her this week was very different. She shared with me that she'd been crying for approximately three weeks. The crying, work, friendships, taking care of her physical body and existence itself is feeling overwhelming for her. We had a conversation about mental health, about depression, about PTSD, about life, and inevitably I said, we have a responsibility to each other in this client-healer relationship. My responsibility is to ensure that you get what you need from me. Further, I have a responsibility to myself as a human being, a spiritual healer, to God, to the Akashic Masters, as a minimum to not create or allow harm to come to you, including from yourself. I absolutely insist that you go to the doctor, get an assessment, and allow your doctor to prescribe medication for your depression. She had been crying for almost the entire hour while we discussed medication and psychiatric care. After she appeared to settle into the idea of getting help, I found myself relaxing a little bit, realized I had tensed up, maybe my breathing had changed. And then she said to me, I can't believe, after all of the work I have done for these last few years, and working with you, that I have sunk this low and become this person. I can't believe I'm such a failure to be here in my life at this time and need medication. And I remember having those feelings. I remember having those feelings after Kevin died. How could I be so sad that I couldn't function? How could I be in such a place that I needed help? When I heard those words about her being a failure, it brought me to a place of knowing exactly what she believed about herself. That she, in that moment of agreeing to take care of herself, that she had somehow become less of a person. She saw her depression as proof of all that she was afraid she would be. She saw herself as less than perfect. Continued with her 
discuss some options, and asked for some proof that she was moving forward with her doctor. And I'm so happy to say that she is. But in that moment, she reminded me what those feelings feel like. Reminded me that I'm a person who has caused so much of my own suffering based in the belief that I'm supposed to be forming to an expectation of being perfect for people outside of myself. I spent a large amount of my life performing for others' approval of the perfect me. Moving past those feelings of being concerned with others' ideas of who I am has been a very large piece of the freedom that I feel in my life. But freeing myself from my own judgment of having to be perfect is one of the greatest gifts I've ever given myself. If you find yourself in this place, I want you to think about things. Have you ever wondered about how your own drive for perfectionism has begun? Is it performance-based? Bigger yet, is it transactional? Do you expect to get or give something based on your perfectionism? Well, if you're feeling the need to be perfect today, step out of the trap. Allow yourself to be present for yourself. Maybe sit with yourself. What are your strengths? Write them down. What are you grateful for? Write those things down. Say them out loud. What do you believe about your divine self? You're perfect just how you are. How are you connected? What do you value? Do you live by your values? Focus on all the things that make you perfectly you. Stay there in that energy for as long and as often as you possibly can. Grow more self-love until you can look at, appreciate, and maybe even laugh just a little bit at your own imperfections. That's my goal. I'm going to keep doing that myself because the only power I truly have is the power it takes to be completely myself. And I deserve that. And you deserve that. Thank you for joining me for this imperfect episode of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. Be peace, friends. See you next time. For more information on self-love, the Akashic Masters, or this podcast, you can go to www.graceofhealingnc.com. Audio and music production is by Linda Go. To connect with her, you can go to kamalacove.org.